Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. When I was in my 30s, I belonged to the uh, young adult group of the parish I was stationed at the time, and we would stay up on, on New Year's Eve. I don't do that anymore. But... Um, we would, you know, one thing we would do after midnight, we'd be about 10 or 15 of us, we would all answer two questions. We would all take our turns. The first question was this, what's one blessing that you're most grateful for, for the year that we're ending? So it would be, what would be one blessing you're most grateful for, for the year 2022? And then the next question we would take turns answering, is what's one of our hopes for the new year? So you would take that again and look at 2023 and say, what do I hope for? It was very interesting, the answers we shared. And at first they were a little awkward doing this, but then every year they brought it up. Can we do those questions again? So I I pose them here to you. What would be your blessing for 2022? What would be your hope for 2023? Today we're celebrating the feast of Mary, the mother of God. And it's interesting that usually the Sunday after Christmas is a celebration of the Holy Family. But because New Year's is on Sunday, the church moved the Holy Family, we celebrated it on Friday. And I thought to myself, I wonder why they didn't go the other way. Why they didn't move Mary's feast over and say, we're gonna celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family today. Why start the new year with Mary? I think I know why. Under the title of Mother of God, as we go into a new year, we come to our mother. Jesus gave her to us as our, our mother too. And you know what? Mary always brings us to Jesus. We heard that in the wedding of Cana when they ran out of wine. Mary went to Jesus and said, they're out of wine. And he says, well, what, what, what is this concern of mine? It's not my time yet. And then Mary says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. See, that's what Mary always does. She's always leading us to Jesus. So that's where we begin the year with Mary. You know, why not? She's the most faithful disciple Jesus has ever had. She's the most trusting of anybody in the history of the world. And she does it with all of her heart. You hear that here. When the shepherds come, they tell this miraculous story about angels out in the fields. And that they told, the angels said, go and find the baby. And then when they leave, it says, Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Yeah, Mary was most faithful, most trusting, and she did it with all of her heart. She was all in. And that's why the church says, let's begin with Mary. Now I wanna share something with you that I may have shared years ago, but here's a chance you might not remember it. It's good to repeat things once in a while. I remember reading a little book by Henry Nouwen, a Dutch priest. His writings were always very accessible. Anybody could read them. In this book, Life of the Beloved, There's one chapter called The Blessed. 
And he talks about how there's basically two ways in life. And one way he calls living under the curse. And the other one is a belief that I'm living in the favor of the blessing. He said, this shows up when bad things happen in our lives. Some disaster, some calamity, some huge difficulty. This is where it splits. If I'm living as if I'm under a curse, this is my reaction when bad things happen. Why is this happening? I go to mass every Sunday. I pray to God every day. How can he let this happen? Why is God not here helping me? Whatever we're experiencing, it's a huge burden. And my reaction inside is one of darkness, depression, one of hopelessness. Or at least it feels that way. The same bad things can happen to someone else. And if I'm living in the favor of the blessing, this is the reaction. When that bad thing happens, my reaction is, wow, how am I going to deal with this? But Lord, I know that you're here. And I know that you walk with me every day. And I know you promised that when the cross has come, you would be there with me. And I know with you somehow I'm going to make it through this. See, for that person, it's not a burden. It's a challenge. They're concerned about it. That's normal. That's normal humanity, to be concerned, to struggle. But this person has an openness and has a courage that comes from grace. See, one of those ways is a lie, and one way is the truth. It's a lie that we're under a curse. We're made in the image and likeness of God. The whole reason we're celebrating this whole week of Christmas is God came to be with us. And he promises to be with us. Look at the beautiful way. Who would have thought of that? That as Jesus went back to the Father, he found a way to stay with us through Holy Communion that we receive every time we come to Mass. That's a lie. We're not under a curse. We are living in the favor of the blessing. It doesn't mean bad things won't happen but it does mean that Jesus is going to be with us all the way. Now, when I first read this, it was like eye-opening for me. And I realized how many times I got sucked into that lie. I'll tell you about one of them. Now, this isn't a huge thing, but it, it's a, a, an example. This is not St. Lawrence. This is another parish. I had one week where five people were mad at me as a pastor. That happens, but usually it doesn't happen in groups of five. <laughs> So I was like, I was so frustrated. I was getting sucked into that. Why am I doing this? I remember being in the car and driving and saying, Lord, this is not my parish. This is your parish. I'm not going to worry about these things anymore. And I felt this voice say to me in my thoughts, I never asked you. This isn't your parish. This is my parish. You're here to help me. Huge weight went off my shoulders. It was like a light switch. You know how you have an electrical light switch? One side said burden, the other side said challenge. And as if, as if I, that switch got flipped. It's still a challenge. I was still involved in these people's lives. I wasn't like going to withdraw, but I wasn't carrying it as a burden anymore. 
And the amazing thing is I was very curious. I wonder what you're going to do about this, Lord. These people are really mad. (laughs) Every one of those situations resolved itself during that week. In fact, two people came up to me to apologize by the way they behaved. And I thought, wow. So from now on, I do that. I try it. You're going to get sucked in. Sometimes that lie is very subtle. It's not always um, explicit. But we get sucked into thinking that God's not with me. And then I remember, and I try to flip that switch. Sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes it takes a while for it to happen. But it does happen. And my perspective is so much different. That's the way Mary lived her life. In the favor of the blessing. When the angel Gabriel came to her with mind-blowing information, Mary, you are going to be the mother of the Son of the Most High. Oh my gosh. But after that, a lot of difficult things came into her life. Number one, how is she going to explain this to Joseph? How is Joseph going to believe that she's going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. Thank goodness he was also very faithful and very trusting and had a very, very powerful dream. And then when they go to Bethlehem, we just celebrated that. There's no place for them to give birth. Even if they had apps like Hotel.com or Verbo, I don't think they were finding a place that night. They could have said the same thing. Where are you, God? But they trusted. And then after he's a little baby, Joseph has another dream. Run, run. Herod's about to kill all the little ones. Save the Savior. And they're off in the middle of the night to a foreign land, Egypt. No, their lives weren't easy. But they never thought they were living under a curse. They knew that God was there. And even later in life, you know, I was thinking about this. When Jesus was getting near 30 years old, he must have had some conversations with Mary, his mother. And he must have started to tell her, I'm going to have to leave home. I have a mission. I have a message. The Father wants me to do something. And Mary had to deal with that. And then those of you who are moms here, when you go and you see your son preaching, some people are accepting his message, but others are rejecting him with hostility. What does that do to a mom's heart? And then to be right there at that moment when he's on the cross. Yeah, all those things are part of life and are part of her son's life but she always lived in the favor of the blessing. Mary of unbelievable faith, most trusting in all of history, and someone who lived their faith, not out of duty, but with her whole heart. That's why the church says, let's begin 2023 with Mary. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you.
If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.